You're halfway through. We're halfway through. We did Home Alone 1, 2, 3. Welcome back to Flipping Through Franchises, the Home Alone series, as we go on to where I think things are about to get real interesting, Home Alone 4, Taking Back the House, which I think is the full name, or is it just Home Alone 4? I think it's Home Alone 4. I only, I'm I'm only saying this because you were uh, explaining all of the movies to me, and I think you literally said Home Alone Four is just Home Alone Four. Home Alone Four: Colon Taking Back the House is the original title, and then later it just became Home Alone: Taking Back the House. I guess because this has, you know what? We'll get into it. I was about to say it has no connection to the other movies, but it kind of does in a super stupid way. And that uh, that title doesn't make any sense. Taking it's not even oh okay, we have lots to talk no, about. <laughs> the house belongs to and remains with them. All the, the time. Like, <laughs> at no point is it ever up to for question. Nope. Uh, Kim Kim's still here. Um, <laughs> thankfully. One thing we need to address, if you all remember, which hopefully you just finished listening to it, at the end of episode three, we did not come to a consensus with the ranking, but the matter <laughs> was resolved offline. Uh, Kim, do you do you want to explain the conclusion that you have come to? Yes. So after watching all six movies, I have come to the conclusion that in our in our measuring of these films, it has to start with Home Alone One, um, because otherwise no other movie makes sense. Four, five, and six absolutely depend on having seen Home Alone One. So if this was a ranking according to um, narrative structure, it would be 3-1-2, as I've mentioned. <laughs> but because we're looking at this through franchises, I have to say it has to be Home Alone 1, followed by Home Alone 3. Hopefully you agree with me. And then I already Home gave, Alone I, 2. <laughs> you put a lot of caveats in there, but I'll take it. <laughs> yes. One, I've already three, said two. that if it were me, my personal preference would be to still put two over three, but I respected enough about what three did to compromise there. So going into this one, we are officially ranked as one, three, two. I don't think there's going to be any question. You're going to get a lot of angry emails about this. Maybe yep. I'm going to get, they're going to be we already lost, to me. We already <laughs> lost all of our listeners. But. I, I immediately after our discussion, I had like a, a status on social media just saying like we would choose three over one. Right. And immediately just a barrage of people yelling at me. Yeah. <laughs> so it, you did the right thing. You caved to the peer pressure. You caved to the mob. It was the correct <laughs> choice. Yeah. So we can go fresh faced in a home alone for colon taking back the house. Uh, yeah. OK, so a few things to note about this movie right out the gate. One, did not go to theaters. So this is the first one in the franchise that didn't go to theaters. This went uh, right to TV, the wonderful world of Disney. Uh, Two, it's sort of a remake slash sequel, and we'll get into that. It's like a multi-universe type thing. Yeah, we'll we'll dissect that, I think, right at the gate. Uh, And three, it's fucking garbage. Yes, it absolutely is horrendous. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I've seen so, I've seen 455 movies this calendar year to give some sense of what it means for me to say that I 
hated everything, everything about this movie. Yeah. I don't even know where to start. Okay, let's start with <laughs> what we were saying. That this is sort of a sequel slash remake. Yeah. In if, that Kevin is back. In yeah. An entirely different family. And Marv yep. is back. And they so, never address why we're doing this. No. So at first it seems like it's going to be a straight remake because we've learned pretty fast, like, the main kid is Kevin McAllister. Buzz McAllister is there. It's the like the I don't know oh, the mom. Really? And dad's I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, Buzz is the brother. He says it at one point. Like I forget what they fight about at the beginning, but he does say like, "Oh, Buzz is always picking on me." Oh, okay. Uh, it's Peter McAllister. Is Kate McAllister? It is the McAllister family. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is a remake. Except at one point, the mom references like keeping him home alone, and he's like. You know, I've been home alone before. And she's like, oh, don't remind me. It's like, oh, wait. So the first movie still happened. And their family is smaller. Or I guess, yes, I guess, it was well, in the first just, one, it's more cousins. And but they still have a lot of brothers and sisters. And there's only two other siblings with Kevin. Yeah. There. Yeah. It's Buzz and Megan, which maybe those are his only immediate. I never actually picked up on who are his immediate siblings because yeah. there's so many. But. Yeah, uh, maybe it is just those two. I can't say for sure. Um, but they never acknowledge if the New York thing happened. So this might be a remake of Home Alone 2. Oh, my gosh. That makes it even worse. Because they don't actually say, you know, oh, in that time you went to New York. Um, and the other thing is, yeah, Marv is back. Harry and isn't. so different. Like, Marv cannot be more over the top and cartoonish and without substance. And I feel, feel so much for the actor who had to play him. That is a, no, you don't. That is a career death. I mean, I feel like his career has died and then he kicked it while it was dead. We'll get into some of that later, actually. Um, okay. Oh, great. That's the game. <laughs> kind of, yes, it is actually. Um, that is the game later. Uh yeah, so they kind of explain it away. So it's Marv and his wife, and they explain away Harry in one line. I think it's that he's still in prison. Marv got out and got married. Um, and instead of robbing houses, they're kidnapping. Because I think they do that dumb joke where he's like, three words, kidnapping. It's like, well done, writers. I did stopped it. listening to so much of their dialogue because it the writing is horrendous. It is. It, it doesn't serve a purpose. You can watch this movie without any sound and you would get it. You're, yep, you're <laughs> spot on unless you want. So Marv is now played by Third Rock from the Sun's French Stewart. And as Kim said, is not playing the character in any way. If they didn't say this is Marv, I don't see how you would ever guess this is supposed to be the same character. You wouldn't know. Well, they really, they, they know that people aren't going to buy this because they introduce him as Marv. And then they have another line in the house where he and Kevin see each other. And then Marv says, Oh, not you again. You've ruined so many of these moments for me. And you're like, is he, is he actually referring to the other movies? Like, I don't yeah. know. I just, I don't get what they were going for. If you're going to do the <laughs> remake, do the remake. But to remake it while also acknowledging that the other events happened. 
it doesn't benefit anybody. I don't, I do not understand why they would ever, it leads to what I would qualify as the only decent moment in the entire movie, which is when his wife enters that scene and he does the like, right. You don't know Vera, Kevin, Kevin, Vera. That was the only moment that I was like, that's kind of cute that he introduced his wife to this kid who terrorizes him. But I did it. enjoy the wife. Like she's also given this horrendous role in this horrendous movie, but she gives her like she is really committed to some things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The French Stewart is playing it completely over the top. And I feel like this is one of those instances we've talked about before where they let him improvise, but he's not good at it. Oh, no. What was improvised, do you know? You can't, no, I'm not saying it as fact, but you can't tell me some of those scenes between them didn't just feel like, just let them riff, just let them riff. And it just (laughs) goes and goes. That whole bit that runs throughout the movie of him saying like, who's the boss? You're the boss. boss. That's right, I'm the boss. They go back to that five or six times. This movie breaks a lot of rules that should not be broken when constructing a story, which is don't confuse your viewers, which is what they do immediately out of the gates. And two, they overuse a joke so fucking much. Yep. And it's not even a good joke. Nope. Someone somewhere went, well, if the rule of three works, the rule of six is going to fucking crush it, right? The boss joke honestly feels like a friend who is really trying to insert themselves in a conversation and they're confused why nobody's laughing. So they keep saying the same thing, but they don't understand that nobody wants to hear it anymore. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it feels like. Is French Stewart going, maybe they just didn't hear me. Yeah. I think that's what it is. (laughs) There's no other rationale behind it. It's I, it's not even a joke. That's the thing. It's him just saying, who's the boss. I'm the boss. I guess the payoff is spoilers. I guess, for taking back the house. Uh, the reveal later that his mom is involved and is also a villain. And then oh, she yeah. says she's the boss. And the wife's like, I thought you were the boss. I guess that's the payoff. Again, that woman comes through and really is the only foundation for this movie. <laughs> yeah. I... All right, again, I guess we should set up the plot a little because here's another crazy thing, especially keeping in mind this is supposed to be a sequel. Uh, his parents are divorced. That happened. Uh, <laughs> Which doesn't so, work. Yeah, that also does not work at all. Nope. So, you know, the mom is with the kids and she's all sad and the dad wants to have the kids with him for Christmas. And they're like, no, we're going to stay with mom. And Kevin ends up going because he's mad at his mom for something. I don't remember. None of that makes any sense to me. So the mom is like, just finds out close to Christmas Eve that the dad is not only seeing somebody, but is now going to marry this other person, Natalie, who right from the gates immediately hates children. And we're supposed to hate her, but that's a different thing. So the mom is really, really upset. Kevin freaks out about something which is not even at the level that the mom should be freaking out over her divorce and whatnot, gets super angry, lashes out at the mother and wishes to be the only child, which makes no sense. 
because That's the right. mother is going through a very messy divorce. Yeah, your problems aren't important right now, Kevin. I think it's because Buzz is picking on him and he's like, you always take Buzz's side or something Who cares? Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's what it comes down to. That we and just saw a scene where the mother is like trying to repress all of her emotional, everything that she's feeling in order to make sure that her kids have a good Christmas. And then here's this like little douchey little child being like, well, everything's unfair. And that just immediately threw me off this movie. Yeah. Yep. No, agreed. And then he so. gets in a cab to go see his, his richer family or his dad, who's now married to a richer woman. And the mom doesn't know and freaks out. And then the dad calls to say, oh, yeah, Kevin came over. Thanks for sending him over. And the mom pretends like this, like she did this, like she allowed this, even though she has no idea that her son is missing. It's all dumb is what I'm getting at. Yeah, <laughs> it certainly did not take the care the first movie did to put the pieces in place to set up this scenario to get him home alone. Except here's the problem, Kim. Nobody's not, home alone. Not once in this entire movie. Is anyone home alone? Nobody's lost. Not Nobody's left alone. <laughs> the house it's, is still in everybody's possession. This title just doesn't work. It's insane. <laughs> You're making a movie called Home Alone at a certain, like I, I said in three that he was only home alone in spurts, but he was home alone. Yeah. In this movie, there is always at least one other person there. Oh, it is very much more. populated. There's like a whole party scene that happens at one point in the house. It's <laughs> baffling. So many decisions that they made on this movie. Someone somewhere, Disney, should have just said, no, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what, I, what do you think they were hoping would happen here? This was supposed to be the start of a franchise. This was actually supposed to be technically the pilot for a home alone tv series mm. but then yeah no one really watched it and everyone hated it so macaulay culkin himself and i meant to watch this reviewed the movie on youtube and i haven't watched it and i really actually meant to before we did this so maybe before one of the next episodes i'll try and squeeze that in mm-hmm. i want to um, see this too actually yeah he is not kind to it mm. they did approach Daniel Stern to come back and reprise his role as Marv. And he, quote, quickly declined calling it an insult. Total garbage. Wait, is this after he read the script? Like, did he read the script yeah. first? Oh, yes. They sent him See, the he script. He got it. Yeah. He he's got like, it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is absolute trash. No. Which oh. is the... Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how much French Stewart shaped the role to be his. I'm sure there's an interview out there where he says he wanted to shape the role to be his, which just involved not being funny, which was an interesting choice away from Daniel Stern, who I thought is very funny. Oh, in those absolutely. Movies. Yeah. So and maybe he was like, I want to distance myself from that performance by being bad. It's all very physical humor that goes nowhere. Like this is made for a toddler who isn't going to be watching anything to process anything to begin with. That's, that's who is the, the audience for this movie. Yeah. The traps are bad. They're barely traps. They set up an interesting esque premise that they live in this weird future house where they can say doors open this and this, 
So you're I like, oh, they're going to do, they're going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. But I thought maybe they would get weird with it and be like, oh, we have these giant robot hands that make breakfast, something. Well, but it just turns into too. a lot of like, she's climbing in the window and he says, window close. And then the window closes on her. They had so much potential with this house, which is, you know, unlike any other house in the Home Alone series so far in that, like you say, it's very technologically advanced. There's so much that could have gone wrong and very little happens. Yeah. There's barely any traps in this movie. No, no, they there's just of, mistakes. There's yeah. one trap to catch the prince because one, they're trying to get this random prince that nobody sets up who the prince is and why he's coming there. Well, yeah, he's coming. Yeah, Natalie's like a, uh, a socialite. Is that the word I want? She's always like hosting parties and meeting yeah. with people. So yeah, she's hosting the royal family. For and no reason. Like, for no, just... <laughs> yeah, we never find out why, but... Uh, French Stewart and his wife, like Marvin, I said her name earlier and I didn't even think about it. It just came out naturally. Vera? I think it's Vera. I think it's Vera. That makes sense. Their plan, that's because they're into three words, kidnapping. So they're going to kidnap this prince. And I think they're just there to like. Stupid way. Yeah. In the most wily coyote ass. Fucking, I, I think uh, they just casing the house. Is that why they even show up earlier in the movie? I don't know. They're, I don't, I don't know. They're sleep, sleeping in a car and then they wake up and then suddenly they're interested in this house. Yeah. But I, like the traps in this movie are like at one point fondue falls on them. But that's a mistake. It's not even a trap. No, like, it's not. The only trap is Kevin at one point sets up a pan to hit somebody in the face. He uses a chain to prevent the elevator in the house from going all the way up. So somebody gets trapped in it. And then the only other trap is, is the one that the burglar set up to catch the prince, put him in a bag and shove him out the window. Well, at one point he makes these revolving doors move really, really fast. And then, (laughs) then he, then he stops them and they fly into a chandelier Oh, right. Yeah. He reprograms the remote so that when you say stop spinning, it spins faster. Yeah. Get it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This kid has to do really no, put no egg at one point. He just, he flies a toy airplane in Marv's dick. Oh, yeah. And then Marv falls down the stairs. I did write there's a lot of butt humor in this. Like even at one point, oh, God, there's that horrible exchange where he, pretends to be a cook at a party and then he sits on the burner and his butt's on fire and then Vera's like you're on fire and he's like I know I'm hot and she's like no you're on fire and it just keeps going yep which is again why I think maybe they thought you know we got these two comedic actors he was on third rock she was in dodgeball let's let him riff (laughs) yeah she was good though I do have to I think she was good at what she was doing yeah she's I mean, I, I haven't even I haven't even framed the conversation yet with our standard <laughs> questions because there's just so much to dunk on. So, you know what? Maybe let's pull one of those up and start getting into that um, with favorite and least favorite character. Um, so this isn't easy. No, <laughs> least, a, is, least is easy. No, there's a lot of least favorites for me. Like I, I want to think- give it. T- to Marv because of the performance, but also Kevin. we haven't talked about it yet. Fucking Kevin yeah. sucks in this movie. Like, I don't want to, 
I feel bad ragging on a kid's performance. But after the first two movies, like Macaulay Culkin's good. The kid in the third, Alex something, I forget his name. He is good. This kid is bad, bad at acting. I would say he's my least favorite because the character is just so underwritten and mm-hmm. and not in any way interesting to watch. No, not at and all. And I have no sympathy for this kid whatsoever because also there's like montages of him getting early humongous rich Christmas presents and he's still moping. Yeah. I cannot, no. I, he goes down, I think, is my least favorite and then it would be Mark. It, it says a lot that they do a similar scene to the first movie where in the first movie, it's like Macaulay Culkin dancing in the bathroom and singing along to I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas and it's charming mm-hmm. and cute. And in this, he's dancing around to I Feel Good by um, James Brown and I just wanted to smack him. Like, I don't know. It just come. it radiates a different energy. And I think <laughs> because his performance, it doesn't feel natural. And it doesn't help that, like you said, he's just like being basked in all of this excess, excess and he's still like, mm. yeah. but like his whole performance is very like, what do you mean about that? Like exaggerated hand gestures. And it's just, he's, he's bad. He's so bad. Yeah. So, yeah, I might agree that he's my least favorite. They're all bad. Like, they go the obvious route with so many of them. Wouldn't it have been cool if the new wife was fine with kids? But no, well, she has to be the standard rich woman, single woman who's like, oh, I hate children. I'm going to do bad things. But I didn't hate her. Like, I didn't see an opportunity to hate her except when she got overwhelmed And then they added this weird scene where she walks into Kevin's room at night and threatens him, but it's not really a threat. It's just asking him to be nicer at her house. I didn't see her in a, in a villainous way. He, she does then kind of say to the husband, like, he's manipulating you. Like she's not good about it, but she's not horrible. (laughs) She's not horrible. She's just not not used to this. She's not the bad guy per se. Like they they have to do that scene at the end because they get the parents back together because they wanted no sense because they well because they wanted to make this into a TV show in the original ending they didn't get together but they were hoping to make more so they figured they got to get mom and dad back together which it's so forced and stupid it's very forced and there's no like that's the other thing too with on just looking at both of these relationships between the dad and Natalie and the dad and Kevin's mom. There is nothing there. There's no substance. There's no emotion. And you're just following this dude work between two ladies. And you have no reason why he's attached to them. Yeah. Is he going to pick blank canvas number one or (laughs) blank canvas number two? I do like the mother. Because only she is one of my favorite lines. If if it's the only line that I enjoyed. But she's speeding back home at the end in her car with her kids. Um, because she thinks Kevin is in danger. I forget why. There's nothing, again, memorable about this movie. But she's speeding back home and her kids are in the back seat saying, Mom, don't you think you should drive a little slower? And she says, no, but keep your eye out for cops. <laughs> oh, you know what? That wasn't a bad line. You're right. So I think for that reason, she becomes my favorite character. <laughs> I think I got to give it to the mom, too. She gets a raw deal in this movie, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Um the only other major character we haven't mentioned is the butler, uh, Prescott, I think is his name. 
What? Oh, oh God. Who no. starts out as basically the Tim Curry role in Home Alone 2, like children. Yeah. Oh, and then all of a sudden they were going for. I didn't even put two and two together. I think so, because he's like, you know, the well-dressed, like, mm, I don't appreciate you coming in here. He's and then he ends up 180 and completely before the end of the movie. Cause the whole thing is we know that there's an inside person helping Marv and his wife in the house. There's only two suspects. It's him and the sweet old lady. And we're like, okay, well it's going to end up being the sweet old lady. Cause the movie's going to think that's a plot twist. And of course it is. It's smart. And then the extra reveal is like, I'm Marv's mom. So then he and Prescott get locked up. Cause again, no one's ever home alone. And at that point, Prescott's like, suddenly I love children. And he's like, why were you so mean? Why were you so mean to me before? <laughs> With hand gestures. <laughs> and I don't remember the reason, but then they team up and it's all stupid. Like, I oh, actually. It's because uh, the butler at one point naps, and that's the first time um, the burglars come into the house and Kevin. Mm ruins it by putting water everywhere like there's a huge hot tub scene and the water goes everywhere and the parents come home and yell at kevin and the butler thinks that kevin is trying to sabotage his alone time when that's the only time he can nap because i guess natalie is a horrible boss to work for we don't know we don't see this and so the butler in a very adult and mature way immediately hates kevin because he's not allowed to nap Yep. Which is, you know what? I get it. That's fair. Uh, I actually, while we were, I pulled up a list on the Home Alone wiki of the booby traps in this movie to see if there's any I'm forgetting. And just reading the bullet list sums up how lame they are. Like it breaks it out by who falls victim to what. So here's just some of the ones listed under Marv. Gets hit in the head by a door when Kevin closes it. Mm. Kevin washes him away with water. Mm. Kevin hits him with a pan. Gets soaked in cheese fondue. Gets hit and knocked back across the kitchen by a closing door onto the stove and gets his bottom burned. His head and hand almost get crushed by the dumbwaiter. Uh, there's the toy airplane. Oh, I forgot about this. Kevin plays a recording of him, making it sound like he's insulting Vera. She then slaps his face and they get into an argument. That's not a booby trap. Why is that listed here? Even under Vera, it says, gets into an argument with Marv. That's a bullet point. That's Hilarious. the level we're dealing with. <laughs> and all of that's in like the final five minutes. He doesn't set the house up. It's just, it's missing any excitement at any point ever. And it feels like a TV movie. Everything feels very cheap. Even the opening credits, which we didn't talk about in three, it does the same kind of the silhouetted mm. house. It goes for that. This just starts with stock exterior shot of a house with poor white text in front of it. No creative <laughs> title sequence, just words in front of a house that say, you're watching a Home Alone movie. And that's when I knew, oh, no, this is going to be bad. And it was. And it, it is. Was so let's get back it. to the let's get back to the questions. Uh, do you feel this movie Wait, captures who was, the? Who was your favorite? Who is your favorite character? I went with. I agreed with you on the mom. Oh, okay. Because I feel like that was the also the only line I enjoyed, and least yeah, Kevin followed by Mar followed by everyone else. Everybody else okay, tied for yeah. third. Uh, does it capture the essence of the situation? No, because he's never no. home alone. 
There's um, just there's too much to throw you out of the action, and it's too over the top and cartoony that you can't ever believe anything that's happening. Yeah. And there's a moment that really angered me. It's so dumb that I got angry by this, but <laughs> there's a lot to get angry at. So the whole time I'm watching this, my anger is building and building. Towards the end, the butler and Kevin get locked in a wine cellar. I think. No, yep. they get locked no, in something. Do. It's a wine um, cellar. It's very similar to number six. That's why I was um, second guessing myself. That's actually number five. Oh, fuck. You're thinking of. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Okay. So they get locked in a wine cellar. Um, and then they, they have no way out. The phone that they have is dead. Um, they can make one call and it ends up being all staticky. So nobody knows what's happening. Oh, that's why the mom knows. Yeah. That's why the mom knows. And so the only way out is through the Butler mechanism, the dumb Butler mechanism where they can ride up in this little thing. Dumb waiter. It's a dumb waiter. How did you not learn that? There's that one scene. Between Kevin and Prescott, where he's like, "What's this? It's a dumb waiter. Why is it called a dumb waiter? Well, because I thought it, it was a dumb like butler. A waiter. Why do they call it that? I thought because he's a butler, and then I thought that whole exchange was calling him dumb. Okay, dumb waiter. So there, there's a series of boxes that are placed in front of the door to get out into the thing and ride the mechanism out, and it's so obvious that there's nothing in those boxes. And they are just casually, leisurely taking them away from the door. Kevin's holding these humongous boxes, which you think should be heavy, but nope, they're just so light because there's nothing in them. This was a barrier that didn't need to happen in this yep. in this moment. And yep. it made me so angry. <laughs> is that your least favorite part? Because one of the other questions is your favorite <laughs> and least favorite part. I think that's my least favorite part, just because they were giving me nothing. And this happens towards the end. And you think there's going to be at least one thing, one good trap here, one good kind of plot twist. And then they do that. And you realize there's nothing in this movie nothing. to be happy about. <laughs> like, that's the problem is we could just cheat and say our least favorite part is the movie. It. Yeah. But if I had to call out one specific thing that nearly broke me, I think it's the first time Marv busts out the like, who's the boss? You're the, that's right. I'm the <laughs> boss. Like it just killed me in a way I wasn't prepared for. It's like, this is what they think comedy is. What chance do we stand? None. I think. And then our favorite part is the one line the mom has. Yeah, no, that's it. That's all there is. There's and nothing the, else. And at the end, when they all go outside and CG snow starts to lightly fall, and they're like, I knew it would be a great Christmas. It's like, oh, why'd you oh, even the bother? Ending, the ending is like close to being one of my least favorite moments. If it wasn't for that box scene, the ending would be my <laughs> least favorite. Uh, what other questions? Does anything date the movie? The whole thing, it, it's again, it's like, it's the idea of what a technology house would be. There's nothing in it in there that inherently is, it's, it's pretty, Basic. No, there's no real good answer to that question. Um, yeah, that question does not apply. And we address this pretty handily, Kevin, fun or annoying. We can actually <laughs> say it is Kevin again. Uh, yeah, he's. Not even so much. Anno- I mean, yeah, his performance annoyed me. Put your hands down. Like he's he's doing it like it's like like a sitcom kid that got brought in on like season seven and doesn't have a whole lot of acting experience. But like, oh, he's kind of cute. Like, let's just they give it a shot. Really playing for Kesey. Like in one and two, 
um kevin is annoying but he has dimensions to him like there's a bit of an evolution um in three kid is smart as hell uh like a little cute nerd at home who wants to protect his mom and then this movie happens and it's just like somebody held up a piece of paper and that was it and they wrote kevin on that paper and that is that character yep I was about to say there's Kevin and he ends up home alone, but he doesn't even do that. So yeah, it's just Kevin. Yeah. Uh, And the only other one I had is favorite and most painful trap. I guess the butt on the grill, that would suck. There is, this one is painful, not because it's physically painful, but it's painful to watch it be acted out. I don't, oh, okay. This is why it's happening. I was about to say, I don't remember what it is, but they're, the burglars are setting up the trap to catch the prince, which is dumb. So dumb. They're going to put him in a bag. The contraption's going to fall and the bag's going to be tossed out the window. And there's a hook involved. And then Kevin does something to, while this guy's explaining how the trap will work, it ends up working on him and he gets the spike in his butt, I think. Oh, yeah. And then he falls out the window and then he realizes the spike is in his butt and he faints i don't know but watching that be acted out because it's a long long scene that was so cringeworthy and painful and i felt so bad for that actor who had to do that (laughs) i still don't feel that bad for him but yeah yeah Yeah, if we want to change the definition of painful then yeah maybe that (laughs) maybe the revolving door one i don't i i don't have a favorite i think they it, it was all bad most weren't traps and it was just all bad. Yeah. No, I can't, I can't think of any good one. And that's the thing too. Like this can't be a home alone movie. Cause like you said, one, nobody's home alone, but two, there's no traps, which no. is like the premise, like well thought out traps is the main premise of home alone. Yeah. There are, I would imagine are two things people went to a home alone movie for <laughs> antics when a kid is home alone and the traps. And this movie fucked up both of that to a degree I can't fathom. And you it's, can't forgive it. You can't just, you, no. can't, you can't rationalize it. It's just bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I said it right out of the top. It is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it is incompetent and terrible on every level. We gave one single line. A compliment, which means in an 84-minute movie, one and a half seconds are approximately worth it. And this movie feels like it's like four or five hours. Like, oh it yeah, goes on. Like, <laughs> it, it is, I think, yeah, 85 minutes with credits, so probably a little longer. But yes, it took me. Well, I, I watched the first 10 minutes after three ended, and was like, well, "This is fucking crazy." It's a remake, but a sequel. And then I think I did the rest of it almost in one shot, but it was three separate sessions. Mm. And more than once I was like, I might need to take a break. Like, I just, I hate this so much. It was, it was a painful experience. And I watched it late at night too. And I was sending you messages just being like, tell me this wraps up really quickly. Tell me this is 20 minutes of credits. (laughs) Nope. No, no such luck. Mm -mm. Um, Before we get to the game, I just want to make sure there's no other trivia I should have mentioned. Uh, yeah, Macaulay Culkin was less than impressed by this film. Not surprising. 
this was going to be a sequel to Home Alone 3, but the idea was scrapped and rewritten to be another Kevin McAllister movie. So it seems like it was supposed to be after the New York thing. I guess like what they were trying to do, I guess because Home Alone 3 got poorly reviewed, they didn't want to go that route. So they wanted to bring it back to its essence, but then fucked up the essence. Uh, Here's something I didn't actually notice, but listed on IMDb that in the previous movies, Kevin and his family are very wealthy and live in a much larger house, though in this one, they are middle class. That's true. Why would, the dad comment, need to, why would the dad need to marry money? They had so fucking much of it. My uh, my first comment was house is smaller. <laughs> yeah. And even which, the mom, that, which, on, you know, is not a big deal. Maybe it's explained why Kevin and his family, like if they got divorced, maybe the mom isn't making as much. So they had to move them to a smaller house. But why is the dad all of a sudden like, look at me, I'm living large. Well, that would have been an interesting reason to talk about the divorce. Like maybe they had a falling out. Maybe somebody lost their job. Now everything is financially unstable. They can't handle it. Divorce. Like, come on. Yeah. I think it would have been interesting if they revealed the divorces because of Kevin. (laughs) Kevin was coming to terms with the fact that all of his adventures, while fun, led to his parents separating. Well, the dad, they go that route with the dad's new girlfriend, right? Because they keep coming home and Kevin has like done something stupid to the house. And the dad, in no reason whatsoever, loses it on his son and tells him that he's messing up his relationship with Natalie. So they yeah. kind of kept that, but they just yeah. applied it to the new one, the new um, relationship. Um, and that, that's it for the trivia. The only, other, the only other thing under spoilers is, despite the title, Kevin is not home alone. <laughs> Accurate. Um, yeah. So That should have been the title, Home Alone, instead of taking back the house. <laughs> home Alone, colon, not actually Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, Home Alone, <laughs> comma, except for two other people. All right, well, that would have been the saving grace of that movie. <laughs> yeah. I would have appreciated it more if it yep. made fun of itself there. <laughs> All right, well, let's do the game before we do the to the official ranking, which will not oh, everybody's favorite a surprise part of this. To, to anybody. Uh, this one's going to be a little quicker because okay. it, I think eventually it, the topic just would become a bit much. Um, this is something I think you're going to see pop up several times throughout uh, the flipping through franchises. I would just be surprised if each series didn't feature this game at least once. We are going to do, did they go on to do anything else? Fuck. <laughs> because when you make Home Alone 4, do you just get to keep on working? Or do people look at that and go, no. So I was going to do 10, but I was like, that's a lot. Yes. And, and by that point, you start to get into like, weird like the person who was in this scene like no we're just gonna do like the some of the main people involved okay and you tell me so i guess the the title isn't necessarily accurate let's change the title to are they still a thing so i'm not necessarily looking for did they do anything after this movie but are they continuing to do things up until semi at least semi recently like the last couple of years okay so are they still actively working Versus yes. did they get one more shot in? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Sorry, my brain needs to understand things more simply for this to work. No, that's good. <laughs> like, I want it to be clear to people listening what we're up to as well. Okay. All right, so we'll start with the director, mm, Rod fuck. Daniel. 
did the director go on to much after Home Alone 4? Yes. No. Home Alone 4 in 2003 was his last movie, and then he passed away in 2016. Oh, come on. That's a trick question. No, he passed away 13 years later. But is he working till recently? <laughs> yeah, I guess it is kind of I a trick demand question. a new question. <laughs> All right. You know what? That's fair. You're right. I did kind of break, I did kind of break the rules. All right, I'll find you a different person. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, that it was kind of operating under the, did they do anything else? So I'll find you someone else. But in the interim, uh, so there are two writers on this movie. Mm-hmm. The first one, Deborah Frank. Is Deborah Frank still kicking around and writing shit? Like, is she alive? <laughs> is this the new game? <laughs> Everyone else is still alive. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say yes. No. Fuck. She wrote Muppets Wizard of Oz in 2005. I think that? that's what I was associating her with. And I just assumed that was a success. Uh, what about the other writer, Steve L. Hayes? Did Steve L. Hayes go on to a lot of successful projects following this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he helped <laughs> co write Muppets Wizard of Oz in 2005. And that was it for both of them. All of my answers are just going to be yes, because I want to see people succeed here. This cannot be the end to them. All right. Uh, so I am replacing the director officially with Gideon Jacobs, who played Buzz McAllister. Okay. Did he grow up to be to a blossoming acting career? No. Correct. Good. He... I was going to smack you if you said yes. He was in House of D, which I think is like a David Duchovny movie. And then he did a voice in something called Everyone's Hero. And that was that. I saw like a Gideon flash across my eye and I thought there was a ghost in the house and I got super afraid for a second. Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, he did not go on to much. Okay. So you're at one out of one for three. But if you get Woo! two more, you still win. So you got to get these next two. Okay. So here we go with the main kid from Home Alone 4, Kevin McAllister himself. I'm going to say no. I'm missing his, excuse me, I'm missing his name. Hang on. Um, Mike Weinberg. Oh, fuck. That sounds familiar. (laughs) I'm still going to say no. You are correct. Yes. (laughs) Mike Weinberg went on to... He did have a few more things after this. He was on a TV show called Line of Fire. He was in an episode of Scrubs. He was in an episode of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. But that was in 2006. And mm. there is nothing after that. Okay. So, At least he got a bit of a bit of a run after. Yeah. And I also just noticed there's apparently a complete retrospect of this movie where Den of Geek went and might have actually like talked with the people involved. So I'm going to also read that. <laughs> after this along with that Macaulay Culkin thing and in our episode for five maybe I can actually bring all of that up uh, but then our final one mm-hmm. is Mr. French Stewart as Marv Merchants apparently Marv gets a last name in this one following Home Alone did he continue 
to be his best French Stewart? No. He actually did. Fuck um, this guy. This, this one I kind of knew. He was on that show Mom with um, Allison Janney. He had a reoccurring role on that show, and it just wrapped up like last year. Mm. Um, so I, I knew about that at least. Like looking at his filmography, it's consistent. There's nothing like he was on that show, The Middle. He pops up on like he was in Rose, the Roseanne reboot for an episode. But uh, yeah. Yeah, still getting it done. So that means you got two out of five, which means you done didn't do it. <laughs> so you have won, I think, one of the Uh-oh. four games. So you got, better get these next two. I got two. two games. Excuse me. Did you? I think I got two. I think it's two for two. Uh, yeah, I know I, you got, I got the original stars one that we did last time. Mm-hmm. You didn't get the toy one. No. What was the other um, one? Oh, you did get, is this a Macaulay Culkin movie? That was the first one. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? You're right. So you're two and two. Mm. So Taking away a lot points. of pressure, a lot of pressure <laughs> riding on the next two games for five and six. So I had to get both of those correct, right? Um. Yeah, I guess so. I oh. feel like the people listening know where this is going to go like there's no anticipation for how gotta, i'm going to do i gotta come up with some good ones for the next i, I think i know what the sixth one's gonna be but we'll see about okay. the fifth but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna try and do research because the thing is i have not been doing any research for these movies but i'm gonna come back with so much research Sean. <laughs> and then i'm just gonna want it i'm just gonna pivot completely <laughs> um i mean let's rank them I get, three, after our, one, two. I mean, one, uh, one, three, three two, four. Fucking twenty feet of shit. Four. Can four we can we rank them at the bottom and just like cross it out? Like we put it in a rank, but then just put an X over four. Like it just doesn't exist. It should not exist. I mean, I guess. <laughs> It's not like, uh, you know what? No, I won't spoil our thoughts for what's what's coming up ahead. I am so excited to read this Home Alone 4 retrospective article. I'm going to come back next time and I'm going to drop so much Home Alone 4 knowledge. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's not like an interview. It's just, it's just people or it's just someone, I think, writing about the movie. It would be interesting, though, to see everybody's like all the actors perspective, like, why did they do this? Did they enjoy doing this? Was this a contractual obligation? Yeah. I can't imagine too many people were psyched about the outcome. Some people make it through. Okay. Like I think the act, the actor playing Natalie is fine. Maybe Natalie is my favorite character. Actually. I just think what they try to do for her. Yeah, they they definitely try and make her the bad guy at the end, but they they just don't do it well enough for us to be like, boo! Because even the butler, the butler really hates her. But whenever we see her, she's buying gifts. She's doing well at work. She's succeeding. She seems to have an okay relationship with this dude who has a lot of insecurities about a lot of things. Like, that's why I thought maybe they weren't going to go the evil stepmom route that maybe yeah. right up to the end, she just might be a good person. And maybe they intended to, but once they decided to get their parents back together, they were like, well, we can't have Natalie be too likable. So maybe they had to throw in the butler saying, oh, she sucks, even though we've seen no evidence of that. Yeah, like they do really force the first meeting between Natalie and the mom 
And it's so awkward because both women immediately hate each other. And that's just a trope I did not enjoy. And then while there, Kevin's mom and dad share a memory. I don't even know what the memory is, but apparently they love this memory so much. And that's what makes him think that maybe this is a mistake and he should be back with the mom. I don't know. There's too many weird things. And then there's the moment after that where they're watching It's a Wonderful Life because that's back in the Home Alone movies. And the dad is talking to Natalie and saying, let's watch it because I used to do this with my wife. We should make this our tradition, which is just like a red flag moment. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're her. You're my new her. Yeah. Like whoever wrote this, like, what do you think happens in relationships? Is this this a good thing for you? (laughs) Yeah. All awkward across the board there's also a weird bit where natalie says uh they're watching it's a wonderful life and they're like come watch it she's like no i saw this already uh like well that's fine we used to watch like what you're saying let's go come watch it every year or yeah that is what you're just saying right yeah 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 okay i did not connect that together or sorry (laughs) i did not connect these thoughts together well at all when she does the like people watch movies over and or i don't understand people who watch movies over and over that was also actually a good line. So yeah, maybe maybe Natalie and the mom tied yeah. in favorite character. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'll change my answer to that. But uh, yeah, the movie's still firmly, firmly, firmly in fourth place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Will something dethrone it? Because we still got Home Alone 5 and 6 yes. left to discuss. So, what adventures those films are. What adventures those films, man. <laughs> Six especially, I have a lot to say about. So five kind of as well, now that I'm realizing which one that is. So don't, you're not going to want to admit, like if you're like, well, if that was four, what on earth could five possibly be? <laughs> like if this one went so poorly, how did they course correct? So stick with us. Not what? only did it go so poorly, it went so poorly that it made us agree after our last episode. <laughs> yep. There was no debate to be had at all. And I knew there wouldn't be. Yeah. So I, again, I guess we don't need to worry about signing off until after the sixth one. So um, yes, yeah, stick with us because it's not going to get any less weird. <laughs> Let's bring on Home Alone, colon, The Holiday Heist. 